Be Green with Amy. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Be Green with Amy. I'm Amy. My husband, Rick, and I adopted a whole plant lifestyle in 2012, and we have had fantastic prescription-free health results and have maintained our combined 130-pound weight loss. Just Tusk Voice, let's welcome our guest. Shada Soleimani eliminated all of her medications, lost over 120 pounds, and has kept it off since adopting a plant-based lifestyle in 2012. She loves to share her favorite Persian recipes, converted into health-promoting versions. Shada is the creator of her YouTube channel, Healthy Cooking with Shada, where she teaches you how to make simple, healthy, delicious meals that are salt, oil, and sugar-free. Be Green with Amy welcomes Shada Soleimani. Welcome, Shada. I am so glad that you're here. Thank you, Amy. Thank, thank you, Amy. So thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of this podcast. Thank you so much. It's my absolute pleasure to be here. You just have such an inspirational story. And there are so many people out there that are looking for inspiration and tips. And it's my goal to pair people up with people like you, to share your information. because. There, this lifestyle is so beneficial, and if people could just see that it really can happen, and it's not just some fake ad that you see on one of those weight loss commercials or something, or or even if it's real, that it doesn't last long, and they never tell you about that part. But you have not just achieved a wonderful weight loss, which is, I mean, between my husband and myself, we lost about 130 pounds. And that's about what you lost on your on, on your own. And that's fantastic. Thank so you. maybe you could just, for the people that don't know you, maybe you could just give us a short story about how you discovered this lifestyle and what happened along the way and how you wound up to be where you are now. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, it wasn't that I, I was overweight all my life. It's just that as I got older, um, I became overweight. And in fact, when I was younger, I was on the swim team, swimming six hours a day. So exercising was never my problem. Apparently, what was my problem is what I was eating. And I always thought that you could out-exercise a bad diet. But at the same time, I thought I was eating a fairly good diet, but apparently I, I was not eating and I was always limited and controlling and I tried every diet under the sun out there. Um, I tried Nutrisystems, Jenny Craig, uh, you name it, I tried it. And you know what? All diets work for the most part, but it's the maintenance and what you do after it. Um, that's the really tough part. And I remember going to a very prominent um, doctor and who told me that it would take Herculean efforts for me to ever lose weight. Well, when you tell someone something like that, it's very heartbreaking and messed up with my head. I felt um, really bad about myself and to the point where, you know, you start thinking, well, if it's going to take Herculean efforts for me to ever lose weight, then I just might as well eat what I want and not worry about it. I was pre-diabetic, insulin resistant. I had high cholesterol. I had high triglycerides. I was on medications for all of that. Um, and I was pre-diabetic and I did take some pre-diabetes medication for a short time. Um, so I always thought that this is gonna be the rest of my life. Now I come from a family that 
on both sides of my family, heart disease runs rampant. And of course, if you've got heart disease, the other stuff goes with it. So I remember one morning getting up and just being like, I am sick and tired of being literally sick and tired. Like there had to be a different way. There had to be something that something else that I could do. I, I was never a fan of eating a lot, you know, not knowing much about calorie density at that time and how much sugar is in the dried fruit. Um, I thought it was a healthy snack to have. So I remember one day coming home and I used to live in LA. My mom lived in Orange County and I remember coming home one day and my mom loves to watch the, the PBS channel. And when I came home, she was watching some guy and, and I'm thinking, what is she watching? And she goes, you really need to listen to this guy because I think this is something that you would actually enjoy. I came home and I, and I saw my mom watching a PBS special and it was Dr. Furman. And she said, please listen to him. I really think this is something that's right up your alley and that's something you would really enjoy. And I guess the reason she had said that is because I had been a raw food, a raw food vegan for a couple of years, but eating raw foods meant eating a lot of, you know, oil and nuts and higher calorie dense foods. So as I'm sitting on the computer, you know, doing what I need to do, I start listening to him in the background and I'm like, oh my God, this guy sounds interesting. Like I really wanted to hear more about him. So it turns out um, after it was over, I started Googling and researching Dr. Furman and it turns out that he was having a, a seven day excursion in Utah. And it was happening like within three weeks or something, either three or a month, I don't, I don't remember. And I told my mom, I said, hey, you know, I think this would be kind of fun to go to this excursion. Let's just go see what it is. And she goes, I'm not going with you. You're always trying all these crazy things and crazy fat diets and you go. And I said, okay. So the next day I called up the, uh, the retreat and they said they are completely booked. They're completely sold out. And I kind of got bummed out and I said, but do you have a waiting list? And they said, yes, we do. I said, could you please put me on the waiting list? Two days later, they called me up and they said that they had opened up some rooms and they are, they are taking more people on. And I said, please book me and, and my mother. I didn't tell her. And so I booked it. I booked our plane reservations and then I called her and I said, pack your bags. We're going to Utah. She goes, I told you I'm not coming. I said, it doesn't matter. You're coming. Now, why did I take my mom? Because I figured it's also going to be beneficial for her. It's going to be good for her. And I wanted her to see what this was going to be all about because I really didn't know what it was going to be about. I had some idea, but I didn't have a whole lot of idea what this was going to you know, entail. So we both go and I got to tell you, it turned out to be absolutely life-changing. I loved it. She loved it. It made sense. We met a lot of phenomenal people on the trip on the bus, on the shuttle to go back to the airport. My mom starts talking to the people around and she goes, do you guys know of any other excursions? that are like this. So obviously she enjoyed it. And one lady that was sitting next to her told her, yes, where do you live? And she said, well, I live in Orange County. My daughter's in Los Angeles. 
And she goes, there's one coming up in October. It was either October or November. Um, and it's going to be in the valley, kind of by Ox, or was it Sherman Oaks or somewhere in that area. And I said, wait a minute, I live, I, I work right by there. And she, I said, what's it called? She goes, Healthy Lifestyle Expo. Okay. So I signed up, me and my mom again. We go. And it was really funny. We get in the elevator as we're checking into the hotel. And there was this really thin, thin, older couple in the elevator. And they asked us, what are you here for? And so I said, we're here for this conference. And he looks at me and my mom. He goes, funny, you guys don't look like you're vegans. <laughs> and I thought... Well, what are vegans supposed to look like? Like, you know, there's a stereotype of some sort. And I said, well, we're here to learn. So that conference was also life-changing because I met a gentleman by the name of Kenny Meltham, and he introduced me to Chef AJ. So I was supposed to meet AJ on that, at that conference, but it turned out the day that I was supposed to meet her, she was doing something, so she didn't come. So I started researching Chef AJ up. Come to find out, AJ was teaching a class at Whole Foods by my mother's house. So I signed us up for that. I was determined, like I was on this mission to, to find whatever it was that I was going to find. I go to her cooking demo, fell in love with her personality, and her food was delicious. And it turns out she was having some kind of a, a healthy, healthy LA Expo or something like that. Um, healthy taste of LA. That's what she was having. And, um, Dr. I forget, Dr. Colin Campbell was her guest speaker that night. So we signed up for that. We go there. I mean, it all like started snowballing. And to me, it, it, it was like, when you are truly, truly ready to do this lifestyle or to do something, the teacher presents itself. Like it all started coming together for me. I met John Pierre. I started training with him, and then I started working with AJ. Then I started training with both of those people. And it was just insane of the amount of support and the community and what I was learning. And the fact that, you know, they were telling me you could eat as much as you want. You don't have to measure and weigh anything. You could eat fruits and vegetables and rice and beans and mangoes and bananas. All the things they told me I could never eat. And from that first moment that I started this, I kept that laser beam focused because I, by golly, I was done. I, I wanted nothing more than to lose my weight, to get healthy, and to get off all these stupid medications because I was spending anywhere from three to four hundred dollars a month just on medication, and I'd much rather spend that three four hundred dollars on cute shoes, cute handbag, and just traveling and and feeling better. I don't want to support the medical system. I don't want to. I don't want to support the pharmaceuticals. I don't want to support any one of them. I think medicines have a place, but not. But these are all things that I could fix by the food and the choices that I make. So it was a long road ahead. I gave it all. I told myself that I'm going to give it all I have, 100 percent. And when I say I gave it 100 percent, I probably gave it 200 percent. I was like this. I was like, I had blinders on and that focus never left me. And it all started because of John Pierre. I remember the first class that we ever had at Chef AJ's house, we were sitting all in a circle and at the very end, JP, John Pierre, 
from living with Harmony. He was sitting across from me. And AJ comes out with this delicious uh, tort or, or cake or whatever it was. And she goes, and it was healthy. It wasn't that it was fattening. It was just high in calorie dense, but it was healthy. And she said, who wants some dessert? Now, Jean-Pierre never told me once, don't have it. Because I was working with him before all this. He never said, don't have it. He never told me anything. That cake started coming around. And for whatever reason, and I was looking forward to having a piece of cake. I'm just going to be honest and tell you. And all of a sudden, it came towards me, and him and I locked eyes. And all I remember is I took it, and I just went ahead, and I passed it on, and off it went. And that was, that was life-changing for me, because after that, I thought, man, I could do anything, anything. And I just let it go. So that was, that was the, one of the highlights of my whole beginning of being on this plant-based journey. It was just awesome. And then I never told my doctor that I was starting this because from there I went to Dr. McDougall's 10 day program. I got, after that, I went to True North for about 12 days or 20 days. So I did a lot of things. I immersed myself in truly learning what it is that you need to do in order to be successful, to be on this program. I took every class that there was. I went to every conference that there was. I went to as many excursions as I could because I told myself I'm going to give it a year and totally immerse myself in it because I wanted to be successful. And that's exactly what I did. And when I went to um, the McDougal 10-day program, he took me off all my medications. And I said, well, how am I going to handle my doctor? He goes, don't worry. I'll teach you exactly what to say to your doctors. So three months or four months into this, I had a, my mom and I see the same cardiologist. So we go to the doctor's office and he walks in, really nice guy, super friendly. Um, he always supports me in all my crazy diets that I wanted to try. And he said, my God, you and mom look really, really good. You're losing weight. Your numbers are good. You, you guys look fantastic. I said, oh, thank you, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, see, I told you. By me increasing your medications, it was going to help. And I said, um, I think you better sit down. He goes, why? I said, yeah, mom and I have not taken our medications in over four months. I literally thought he was going to fall out of his chair. He goes, what do you mean you haven't taken your medications? I said, not a one. I said, my, and he looked at my mom. He goes, and you? She goes, she told me to get off of my medication. So I did. I, I'm following what she's doing. And he's like, okay. And I said, well, can you please look at our numbers and tell me how they are? He goes, well, I can't argue with what I'm seeing. Your cholesterol is down. Your triglycerides are down. Your A1C is normal. Everything looks perfect. And I said, really? With no medication? And he goes, yeah, we need to know what you're doing. And my mom goes, oh, let me tell you, we're eating so much potatoes as would make your head spin. And he turns around, he goes, what did you say? She goes, yeah, we're eating a lot of vegetables and potatoes and this and that. And he goes, you can't be having potatoes. And I turned around and I said, why can't we have potatoes? What's wrong with potatoes? There's nothing on the potatoes. And if I have vegetables and and beans and all that that goes on top what's wrong i'm not putting butter sour cream or so he knew that i had done my homework and 
And um, he goes, okay, so for the next, I would say for the next, uh, I don't know, for the next six months, three months, he said, I'm going to follow you. I want you to come in every three months, and I want to see how you guys are doing. So we did. I took him Dr. Esselstein's book, Dr. McDougall's book, Dr. Furman's book, you name it, I took it because I wanted him to be educated. So long story short, he has not only gone plant-based, him, his wife, his family, he is teaching it to his patients, as many patients that, that will listen to him. So I think that it's, it's our, we, we have to educate not only ourselves, but we also have to educate the doctors that are out there. And if you approach it nicely and, and sweetly, they'll be more um, apt to listen to it. And plus, when they see the results in you, then they're even more convinced of how it's gonna affect their patients. So that was a huge win that I thought for us. And, you know, he just kept monitoring us and he just saw the weight come off, come off, come off, come off. And literally, you know, that was almost 10 years ago. I started this um, January 12th of 2012. And in fact, AJ and I were talking on the phone a couple days ago. And I said, AJ, our 10 year anniversary is coming up. We're going to have to do some kind of big, big blowout party. And she goes, absolutely, because AJ started a week before me. And I thought, hey, we got to celebrate our 10-year anniversary of, of, of doing this lifestyle. And I, I had never, Amy, looked back on this. I have never um, been more happy that I did this. When I started this, I told my friends, I said, you know, guys, hang in there with me. I want to try something for 30 days. I want to see if this is going to work. And if it doesn't work, then fine. I go back to my old ways. But in this 30 days, I ask you that you support me and that we do this, you know, you, you let me do this. So after 30 days of starting this, I had lost 18 pounds and I did it not exercising because I had a torn ligament in my ankle and I had a boot all the way up to my knee. And you know, having lost 18 pounds when I really didn't do anything was like, wait a minute, what the hell? So it, so it is the food. And so when my friend said, hey, it's been 30 days, congratulations. Can we, can we take you out and go party? And I said, yeah, no. I said, I'm continuing this. I am not going back to the old way. So it's, it's, been, it's, it's been an absolute joy and it's been a, a great ride. It's been a great ride. And I'm trying to teach it to as many people as I can. I'm trying to uh, pass the word on as much as I can. This is why I started the uh, YouTube channel. Um, and because I just think that, you know, people need to see how simple I eat, how easy this can truly be. That, that story is just so inspirational. It, it's so um, fun to hear how other people have approached this lifestyle and found out about it. I like the fact that it was in 2012 that I saw Dr. Furman on PBS. Oh, right. And I also, right. So we just kind of have some kind of nutritarian uh, kinship going on or something here. And so I didn't mark down the date, but I, but I ordered his uh, program and, and his books and so forth. And, and he just, he did, he, he piqued my interest so much. And the other part that I liked what you said when you said, wait a minute, I can eat 
as much healthy food as I want, you know? And it reminded me of that movie where the, the, the line was, you had me at hello. Exactly. You know? Like, you had me at, you can eat all you want. Exactly. <laughs> Tell me what I have to do, and, and you have, you already got me. And, and that's what I, I, I agree with you, that that is the great part about this lifestyle. And I like the fact that you talked about your friends and how that's something that a lot of people don't know how to navigate this with their friends and that you told your friends just give me 30 days and that was nice because it gave them a, a way of not having to talk to you or, or talk you out of it or, or what have you and you could just do what you needed to do for the 30 days and you had those moments those those inspirational moments that you had this like gazelle intensity where the the healthy dessert came around and something inside you was able to say no, which, I mean, that a lot of us out that are listening now or watching now, they know what that feels like. They know what it feels like to be, have something and watch, it's like watching a commercial. You're watching everybody take a piece and enjoying it and it's coming closer to you. And the fact that you, and, and, it, and it's not just because you have something inside of you that you have this commitment and so forth. There, there's a lot more to it. You know, because some people will say, well, I could never do that, but they don't understand, right? It's not just about that. I, I, I totally agree. And I think everybody has to find out why is it that you're doing this? I've always said that you need to know your why. Why are you doing this? Why do you want to get healthy? Why do you want to lose weight? Why, why, why? Because you need to answer those whys. And those whys that you're answering had better be for you. I, you know, for, to me, it wasn't that I was trying to lose weight to impress a guy or to impress my friends or to, it was all for me. And I think once you start loving yourself, then you realize that, hey, wait a minute, I'm hurting myself because if I truly, truly love myself, I am not going to hurt myself. And that is something that, that uh, JP instilled in me and he always used to tell me. Shada, if you love yourself, you're not going to hurt yourself. And by the food choices that you were making, you were hurting yourself. Now, I did lose some friends along the way. I did. And you know what? I thought, so be it. If, if that means that I have to lose some friends because of this, then I'm going to do it. Because they're not looking out for me. I got to look out for myself. And the way I try to handle it with my friends I don't make a big deal about it. I, you know, whatever restaurant they want to go to, I went with them. Whatever they wanted to do, I did it. But I made sure that I had tools in place and things that I did before going out with them. And I tell you, at the beginning, there was many restaurants that I would go with these guys. And I'm not joking with you when I say that I would say, I'm sorry, I have a stomach ache, or I have to go for a blood test, or I would lie through my teeth. And I would just drink a cup of hot water or I would just get some steamed vegetables. I learned how to get really tough and strong really, really fast because I had to do that because I had to protect myself. If I get sick or if I end up in the hospital, they're not going to the hospital. I'm going. I'm going to suffer. They're not going to suffer. They're going to go on with their life. And you know what? After a while, when they, if your friends truly love you and your family still really loves you, they're going to start to support you. 
they're going to do whatever it takes. And I have some friends right now that at the beginning, they were going boo-hoo and all this kind of stuff, poking fun at me and, and making comments. But I'll tell you what, those same friends have now come completely full circle. And they're okay with it. We all travel now together. And they're like, oh, what are you making now? Well, what are you doing this? And what is that? So things will change because I think Doug Lyle has a great video, How to Get Along Without Going Along. And he, he also teaches you that, you know, it's a status thing. So just as long as you say, you know what, I don't know, I'm going to try something. If it works, it works. I don't make a big deal about it. I don't make a big deal about it at all. If I get invited to a friend's house, I always, always, always offer to bring something. And they're always happy because they're busy. They don't want to make anything. And literally, you see this big bowl? This is what I take. I take a big bowl. And 9 out of 10, I have to take my food first because they finish eating all my stuff. <laughs> and it's just, I'm like, wait, that was for me. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. You know, you just, you just go along with it. So, yeah. <laughs> I love the, the tips that you gave people. I think a lot of them really, I think it resonated with them. And I think a lot of them are going to utilize the so. tips that you shared because yeah, socializing is just a, a really big deal. And, and also once you learn about the lifestyle, you just want to tell everybody about it and, and then you become really annoying. You do. <laughs> yeah. You Which, really do. Yeah, which is why, yeah, so that's why we had to, you and I, we had to go on social media because we don't want to keep wearing out our welcome with the people. That <laughs> so we have to just tell the world and whoever wants to listen will listen. And, and that's, that's what happened with me. My, my daughter told me, Hey mom, I've heard it. I know it. I got it now. Tell the world. And that's what you're doing. And that, and that's, that's what we all have to do is, is share this information. And it's great. I like how I have different people on the show because you have to get different people's perspectives and, and what works for one person may not work for the That's other, true. you know, but the hope that you're giving, because I've noticed this too. We both, like I said, we both started in 2012 and family members, family members that you're watching, you know, not doing well with their health or friends and going along this many years since 2012 and you think oh my goodness you know i've stopped talking about it and i just kind of act naturally about it mm -hmm. but i'm never really going to get through and you and, and watching them over the years you know having diagnosis or having you know increased medication or they're you just see that their health is deteriorating but knowing like you said and i'm i've also found that to be true that suddenly one or two of them are starting to be interested where you thought they would never ever be interested so it's just something that we have to just keep being that shining example like you are and and if you just keep being that infomercial without telling anybody anything unless they ask and eventually you're going to be making the changes in the people that that you care about too not just the people that you're broadcasting to so that's, that's very good I totally yeah. agree with you. I have uh, my broker. I'm, an, I'm a real estate agent, and it's really interesting. My broker, he when I first started working there, he was overweight. He was probably about 40 pounds overweight or something, uh, 40, 45 pounds. And he, he kept watching what I eat. And then he goes to the doctor, and the doctor tells him that he has to put him on blood pressure medication and all that. 
when he got out of the office of his doctor, he called me up. He goes, Shada, they want to put me on blood pressure medication. What do I need to do? Okay, I, I'm ready to start. I'll eat your crazy food. And I got to tell you, it's not that he's become plant-based, but I will tell you this. Five to, my, I don't know, he eats twice a day. He started to do the intermittent fasting. I taught him that. And for the most part, I would say 70%, 75% of his food is the way we eat. And that's huge because now he's down 40 pounds. He goes, I can't believe I'm down 40 pounds. His blood pressure has stabilized. Everything is good. And his family jokes with him, oh, Shada made you vegan. And I'm like, he's not vegan. He still eat, but he has cut back so much. So I think we don't have to be loud and boisterous to get our point across. I think we can be very soft-spoken and quiet and just keep leading by example and doing what we're doing. And people eventually start to see it and they're going to be like, wait a minute, this has been going on for 10 years. So there's got to be something to this. And then I always take him food and he likes it. So now that's what he's, you know, he's starting to do. So I think it's great. And I think what you're doing is fantastic in trying to reach as many people that you are. Well, if I have people like you on the show, that's what that's what's really going to inspire people. And and I think everybody's been watching that bowl and saying, okay, what's going to go in that bowl? <laughs> what the magic that you make in your kitchen. So why don't you tell us what you're going to make today? Okay, so I'm making a south, my southwestern uh, brown rice salad, and um, and I think I sent over the 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 uh, the recipe. Yes. And, and that's going to be in the show notes, guys. So so basically, what I have in here is um, brown rice that I went ahead and made in my rice cooker. Um, now you can make this with brown rice, white rice, whatever kind of rice. Just eat your, you know, just you need some kind of starch in here. And I really don't go with, you know, I wrote measurements out for people, but it's a salad. If you want to add more of this and little less of that and more of that, go for it. It's it's honestly to your liking. So we've got the brown rice in here. I've got some tomatoes. These were the little. Uh, baby tomatoes in the colors, and I'm going to put that in here. So we're going to put all of that in here. It's been chopped. I've got chopped up red peppers, bell pepper, that we're going to put in here. We're going to add some uh, finely chopped uh, red onion. I love, I don't know about you, but I love red onion in salads. Yes, I do too. And Dr. Furman says that they're they're higher in nutrients than the white onions. So try to get it. It adds beautiful color. Exactly. Um, I always get comments from my viewers that everything I eat is so colorful. And that's because I love color. And I think, you know, I don't know about you, but we all eat with our eyes. So if the food in front of us doesn't look appetizing, it doesn't look pretty, and it doesn't look colorful we're all going to be like i don't want to eat that um so i try to make it as colorful as possible the next thing i'm going to add to this is roasted corn because it is southwestern after all so you want to mix everything together we're also going to add black beans and cannellini not cannellini black beans and um the red the red beans, kidney beans, we're going to add that in here. 
And then you just use that colander to drain it? Just drain. to drain it because I've rinsed it and drained it. And I'm adding the salt-free salt -free, yeah. um, beans to here. So you want to make sure to do that. Right. We, we both don't. We eat SOS-free is what they call it, sugar, oil, and salt-free. Absolutely. And I think you have other things that you add onto it also that you don't use. But So we're going to add cumin. If I can get this. Oh, my God. I can't get this open. Hold on. Okay. Oh, there we go. Oh, no wonder. It's a brand new bottle. <laughs> yeah, see... Average people will have cumin in their spice cabinet and they won't be able to open it because it hasn't been opened in like 20 years. This is a brand new bottle. And with us, we're just getting brand new bottles of things all the time because oh my God. they're such an important part of our lifestyle is adding this delicious flavor that also is healthy. It, it gives you a lot of nutrients when you add these spices. Exactly, so we're gonna add cumin. The other thing that I, I love using cumin, I, I've got cumin in almost everything. Because it's just between cumin and smoked paprika, I really don't know which one's my favorite spice. Um, the other thing I'm going to add to this is my jalapeno chili powder. It's already ground up. And I really use this a lot because I like a little spice in my food. And you can get this on my Amazon page. Yeah. Um, I have we have there. a link to that as well. Uh, thank you. So we're going to add some to here. The only thing is, it always makes me sneeze. <laughs> okay. So that's, oh my goodness, sorry. It always, it always makes me sneeze. Now, I love using a lot of herbs in my salads. No matter what kind of salad I'm making, a lot of times I'm going to put the parsley, cilantro, dill, fresh mint. For this one, um, it called for cilantro, but I had some parsley in the fridge, so I decided to add that today as well. Well, that's so, good. Some people, they either love cilantro or they don't love it. And it's nice to know that you can still have some greens in there and please everybody because bless you. I'm telling you, it always gets yeah. me. I usually sneeze in threes. Oh, you might be like me. Do you oh, usually yeah. sneeze in threes? <laughs> I sometimes go to fours and fives. Four. <laughs> so we're going to add that in here. Look at the beautiful colors. Oh, yeah, my I don't know goodness. if you can see that. Oh, but look it's just at that. Very colorful. Now, I'm also going to add some. You can leave the avocado out or you can leave the avocado in. Avocado in our house doesn't come that often. In fact, the only reason that I even have this avocado right now is because our neighbor, um, his daughter's friend had to have a tree and he brought it for us. So and he only brought me one. He goes, I know you, you don't eat a lot of avocado. I said, no, I don't, but I'll take it. Thank you so much. Um, Cause I thought it would be fun for this, for this salad. And a little bit is not gonna hurt us. No, a little bit it's not. And that's that's the beautiful thing about this lifestyle is you can incorporate some uh, healthy fats that your cholesterol go up and so forth. And it's such a big salad anyway. So some people might just eat that whole avocado in one sitting and you're mixing it in with the salad. So it's not really that yeah. much for serving. 
and I'm only putting this half in here. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm going to be using. So it's not a lot. But that goes in there. And then the dressing is really, really easy. All it is, is I, I took eight limes and I zested them because the zest adds a lot of flavor to the food and the juice. You're going to mix it and then we're just going to pour that on top. Oh, look at that. And it's just very light and refreshing. And then you're just going to mix all this. This would be even fun to, to do if the kids were in the kitchen with you. It could oh, be absolutely. they could easily help you put together and it would be a lot of fun. And you know, if you want to add other things to this, go go for it. There's no like I said, there's really oh I wish you were here and you to have some with me. I know. <laughs> so I here's, here's our salad. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's beautiful. And just think, once everything opens back up again, we could take this to a potluck, to a friend's house, to, you know, anywhere. And it's just a healthy, delicious salad. And literally, it does, even though I prepped a little bit for the show today, it really doesn't take long to, to put this together. Right. Like I said, I have a, I have a, Oh, Marcy T, what's the salad called? And where do you find the recipe? I have a link. If you go in the show notes, Marcy, there's a link to find the recipe. And you want to repeat the name of it, Shana? It's my Southwestern uh, brown rice salad. Southwestern brown rice salad. Oh, and, and how many people are out there saying, rice? I can't have rice. Why can't you have rice? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like it's like my doctor. He, I really, seriously, he about died when I told him that we eat so much potatoes. Um, that now he's become a total believer. And I even introduced him to Andrew Spedfit. You know, he lost what over a hundred pounds just yeah. eating potatoes for a year and reversed all his all his ailments. And so potatoes get a bad rap because the company it keeps, which is fat, salt, and oil. Well, we're not having any of that. So the potato itself is fine. And it's not like we're eating white potatoes, although I do have white potato every now and then, and I say more, I mean, maybe once or twice a year, but the sweet potatoes and all of that, those are all full of nutrient. There's nothing wrong with those. Yes, that's right. And, and, it's, and they're delicious, warm or cold, so you could add them in a salad too. Oh, and I do. I make uh, potato croutons in my air fryer, and I put those on top. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Oh, you're going about doing that because people have done it with chickpeas, but with potatoes, that sounds really good. And all you got to do is make sure you you bake your potatoes ahead of time, and then once they're done cooking and they've cooled off, put it in the refrigerator, and then the next day, cut them up into cubes and then air fry them. Ah, and then. Good. No, and then you'll have beautiful croutons. It's at 400, 400 degrees for 20 minutes in the air fryer. And oh my God, they are just delicious. Absolutely delicious. 
Yeah, I had Brenda Davis on the show, and she told me that potatoes are fine to eat. She's a registered dietitian. I love Brenda. She also said that when you cool the potato, it has less starch in it, so the calories don't get absorbed as much into your body. And even if you heated it up again, after you cooled it, it still would maintain that status. So that's a good thing to know. So when you make your air fried croutons, you're allowing it to cool and then you're heating it up again and that doesn't change the status of it. Oh, Amy Sears says, I love putting potatoes and grains in my salads. Tonight I'm using buckwheat. Oh, buckwheat. Oh, that sounds good. And Jennifer Diamond said, please share the potato crouton. Oh, she wanted to know what seasonings. Maybe she'll share that recipe with us and we can put it in the show notes unless well, you want the, the seasoning, honestly, is whatever you want. So I typically will put garlic and onion. I may put um, some chili powder on there. It just depends. I may put uh, just roasted cumin on top. It, it, the seasoning is, and I got to tell you, nine out of 10, I don't even put seasoning on top of the potatoes because I like them plain. And I like it because it's whatever the flavor of the salad and that takes on with it. So I, I truly, I think one of the reasons why I think I was, for me, successful in maintaining the weight loss and getting the weight off is due to the simplicity of how I eat. My salad dressings are basically either lime juice, balsamic vinegar, and apple cider vinegar. They're as simple as can be. So I don't try to make things, I, I guess it's because of Dr. Goldhammer once said, and it resonated with me, and he said, if the food is, tastes too good, you're going to overeat, even on a healthy diet. So the more boring and bland you make it, the better it is for you. And then at that point, I raised my hand and I said, but what if I'm really loving my boring and bland food? He goes, then that's the way it should be. That's the best way. <laughs> right. And it's great that you have these wonderful recipes because people who are first adopting a lifestyle, especially if they're trying to go without sugar and salt or, or especially if they're trying to just eliminate processed foods until their taste buds neuroadapt. They may need the extra flavors and so forth, but I agree with you. I could just open up a bag of frozen Brussels sprouts and put them in the microwave, take a little balsamic vinegar, and I could eat that for breakfast and I don't have to do anything special to it, you know? Uh, so, oh, I think somebody had just said, somebody made a comment about that. Apple 369, once neuroadaptation happens, the processed foods just don't taste good anymore. You're absolutely right. And, and that's just, that would seem like a dream to people to say, what do you mean that something that I can't stop eating and I can't stop craving would actually not taste good to me? And it can happen, guys. And if you just stick stick to it, like Shada did, it, it can happen to you too. It, it really can. But I got to tell you, I think what people, this is just my, my, what I've noticed in all the years of doing this, I think where people start to go sideways is a little bit, they want to keep one foot out and one foot in. To me, that doesn't work because as long as you still have one foot on the other side and one foot on this side, you're constantly going to be like wanting a little bit more of the cheese, a little bit more of the chips, a little bit more of the, you're going to want it because you're not really letting your palate to neuro adapt. So the longer, the longer you can stay, strictly focused and both feet are in of this way of eating, the faster you're going to get there so that you neuro adapt and that you're not going to be craving the other foods. I, I noticed that with my mom. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is 
back in the day when Costco used to have the little samples out, she used to, we, we used to go through there and, and I hadn't had cheese because I'm allergic. I became allergic to cheese. I probably haven't had cheese in over 15 years. And I remember I basically have lost what it, the cheese tastes like. I, I've forgotten what it smelled like. I don't go near it. But my mom, because back then she would go and have to, and I, when I say a little bite, she would just have a tiny, tiny little bite. It would keep pulling her. It would keep calling her. But now that she has completely abstained from it, now she's like, oh, well, why didn't I do this sooner? I don't care if I see cheese ever again. So it, it's, it's all in the perspective of how you're going to handle the situation. Are you always going to have one foot out or are you going to jump in with both feet? That's, that's also one of the things that's going to determine how successful you're going to be. Yeah, kind of remind me of one of those silly videos that I saw when somebody had a boat that was not tied up to the dock and they were trying to get uh, off of the dock into the, off of the boat onto the dock and it wasn't tied up and they had one foot on one and one foot on the other. And it, it was supposed to be comical, but it was pretty, looked pretty painful when they fell through. And, and it also depends on, for some people, having that one little bite could set them off into a really bad tailspin. But then there are also some people that could have that one bite and say, okay, I had it. Now I'm going to move straight along. So you have to determine which one are you? What's your personality? Because just that one bite could set you up. Like I know with me, having this little bit of avocado in here is not going to set me up. I'm not like, I like avocado, but it's not something that I'm going to go, oh my God, I have to have the whole thing. Now, if it was dried fruit, that's a whole nother story. Dried fruit is not allowed in my house because until I finish it, I can't go to bed. So you have to know what your weaknesses are and really abstain from that. So because you don't want to get, you don't want to get in that spiral where all of a sudden you're like, wait, 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 what happened? I just ate the whole thing. I ate the whole bag. You don't want to do that. We had Dr. Joan Ifflin on the show and she was talking about processed food addiction and just food addiction in general. And she called it robot arms. Whatever that food that's going to trigger you, you grab it and it's like your hands aren't even attached to your body and it's just grabbing it and taking it. No control and you just can't stop. And if we can just be honest with ourselves and know that there are just certain things that just, and like Chef AJ talks, if it's in your house. It's in your it's, mouth. Right. So, and it's, so a, it's really, it's, it is so true, but, but this is lifestyle can be, it, not only can you achieve the good health and the weight loss if you need it, but if this is, we don't call it a diet, we call it a lifestyle because, you know, like Jade and myself, we've been doing this since 2012. This is for the rest of your life and you're, but you're not deprived if you do it right. If you, if you find the food and find out how to make it taste delicious for yourself, and, and the things that you like, you, you are not going to miss those things. And after a while, those things are not even going to seem very appealing. That's, that's so true. And there's so many recipes out there, whether you go to my website, Chef AJ's website, you go to Dr. Esselstyn's website, McDougall's website, there's so many recipes out there. And after a while, you're just going to learn that, you know what, the food tastes really great and I, you can make this yourself. And 
and there's a lot of support out there. And my biggest advice has always been keep it as simple as possible. Spend the time doing your fun activities and don't worry about go shopping, <laughs> go have fun, go dance, go go out to the beautiful sunshine, you know? Yeah. I was doing a recipe demo with my husband and somebody had made a comment, Oh, you have all these gadgets. And I said, Well, first of all, I didn't start off with all these gadgets, but you right. know, also I'm not spending my money going out to restaurants all the time and drive through all the time and on medications. So I can treat myself to, you know, a fun gadget for the kitchen, or like you said, you know, a cute pair of shoes or, or whatever it is that you want to celebrate. You earned it and you deserve it. So let's see if we have some questions from our viewers or listeners. Jennifer Diamond. Hi, Jennifer. She wants to know, how do you know what amounts to eat of each food group to eat? I tend to forget to eat and end up iron deficient, for example. Okay, so I became iron deficient at one point, and we still don't know what caused my iron deficiency. But the way I learned to eat and the portion, I eat based on calorie density. And what that means is I start out with the lowest calorie dense foods, and then I work my way up. So what's the lowest calorie dense food? That's going to be all your fresh vegetables. Your raw vegetables are probably about 100 calories per pound. If you go to steamed vegetables, they may, they may go up to 200 pounds uh, calories per pound. But again, that's nothing. So every meal for me starts with a huge salad and steamed vegetables. And to that, I may add a cup of beans to it, and I may have a, a small potato with it. But I try to load up as much as I can with the vegetables first, and then I go to my starch. Why do I do that? Because I know my, me, if I start with my starch first, I'll never go to my vegetables. You, you always want to start out with your vegetables. And you want to eat to the point where you're comfortably full. You don't want to eat until you're so stuffed that you're going, oh my God, I can't breathe anymore. Now, if you start out with your salad and you have some starch and you have some fruit, if you are still hungry, I would go back to the salad again. You always want to keep that sequence going. You always want to eat based on calorie density. Once you've done that for a while, then you're going to start to get the hang of it. There is no, none of us really measure. I have, in the last 10 years, I've never measured my food. But my food has always been, my salad, the raw salad and the vegetables are always four times more than what the starch is going to be. So like I said, I always fill up with the salads and the steamed vegetables. And this is for every meal because AJ got us into the habit of having vegetables for breakfast. So I always have, I always start every meal with either raw salad, steamed vegetables, and then I go to my starch. Or I may make a big salad like this. And then what I'll do is I may add more romaine or more lettuce to this because I want to, uh, I want to fill up my, the bulk of the food with vegetables. So that's, that's how I, like you said, you're not going to weigh and measure because your activity level is going to be different each day. And so one day you might just be sitting at your computer a lot and you're not going to be burning as many calories as another day. If you went on a hike with some friends or something like that. And I like that sequencing because it's at the end that you went through that last phase and are you still hungry? Now you have to make that decision. Okay, while well, you're still hungry, have some greens. And if that doesn't sound like fun, then maybe you, you are not hungry. hungry. And you know what? It's okay if we skip a meal. You know, 
John Peter always talked about that. He goes, it's okay to be uncomfortable, to be, it's okay to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen if you skip a meal. And I learned that lesson, especially when I did a 10 day water fast. I'm like, okay, we can do this. So if, if I go out and there's nothing to eat, okay, so what? I don't, I don't make it into a big temper tantrum. And after a while, it starts to subside. So I think we're so used to like, we have to eat breakfast, we have to eat lunch, we have to eat dinner, we have to have our two snacks. Like we're never giving our digestion time to relax and to rest and to let it truly digest the food. And we need to do that. Yes, exactly. And unfortunately, if we're eating the standard American diet, we, I mean, I know I experienced it before I started this lifestyle that I, if I wasn't eating every two or three hours, I would get headaches, I'd be shaky, I would have kind of mental fog and so forth. Now I can go six hours and I'm like, oh my goodness, I've been so busy, I have to go eat. In the beginning, it could be when you're first transitioning that you may very well feel that you have to eat something. But if you follow that formula, having the healthy greens first, then that's really important. Elaine Campbell, hi Elaine. Oh, who's JP? I've heard Je Chef AJ. Oh. It's, John Pierre. Uh, it's John Pierre with living, uh, livingwithharmony.org. Him and AJ ran a group called the Ultimate Weight Loss. And he was, you know, as much as, like, I give credit for, for my success to both people. I truly do. If it wasn't for Chef AJ and John Pierre, I don't, I don't know where I would be because I learned so many things from AJ and I learned so many things from John Pierre. So you can look up John Pierre um, on the livingharmony.org on the screen, and we'll put it in the show notes too, so people can have that later. They're not in a place where they can record it. RCT, ask her what other things besides rice are the bayberry good in? Maybe she might have misspelled. Oh, barberries. Yeah. Okay, so barberries is something that you, we use in the Middle Eastern cooking a lot because we 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 add that to the rice, but. Barberries are good in salads. Barberries are good in rice. Barberries are good for baking. Uh, we use barberries in the Middle Eastern culture an awful, awful lot. So we use it in, in just about anything. Just remember that it's got a, a, a sour tart taste to it. But you can definitely put it in salads. You can put it in desserts. Like if you're baking, uh, I, make, uh, I make barberry oat, oat cookies. I have them in those. Um, what else would I put them in? Oh, oatmeal. They're really good. They're really good in oatmeal. Well, that's good to know. We'll have to put a link to that, to where they can find that too. Because on my Amazon page. Yes, it's good to incorporate different types of foods and different varieties because you might find your new favorite something and you didn't even know it. And it's just good to have variety in general for your lifestyle so that you can find different nutrients to help you out. Cheryl M, what are your thoughts on intermittent fasting? We kind of talked about that. How long should the feeding window be? So you kind of talked about that a little bit. So I think for it's it's truly individual. And when I first started um, eating this way, I was not doing the intermittent fasting. I was having my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But as time went on, I noticed, because what I'm trying to learn, well, what I tried to learn, and I think I've got it, sometimes I don't, it is, Am I truly hungry? 
Like, I want to listen and be more in tune with my body and eat when I'm truly, truly hungry. So what I've noticed for myself is I kind of get hungry around 12 o'clock, 12, 12.30. So my first meal is going to be around that time. And then when I first started this, this journey, I, I'm not a late night eater. So my last meal is always, I finish by six o'clock. So I'm eating, I'd say anywhere from 12 to six. And then from six, I'm not eating anymore till the next day at noon. So that's what I'm currently doing. And that seems to work for me. Um, I've just never been a late night eater. Now, there, there are some times when I go out with people and we are eating later. So what I tend to do then is I'll eat really my dinner at the time that I want to eat. And then when I go out with them, I'll either just sit there and not have anything and just socialize, or I may have some steamed vegetables that they can make it for me. So that's what I do, but you got to figure out for yourself and you got to become really in tune with your body to see when are you truly hungry and try to eat at those times. I, I've enjoyed doing the intermittent fasting. I it's, I don't even think about it. I just, it's become such a natural part of my life that it just happens. I just do it. And for beginners, it may not be achievable, but when you, after you've adopted this lifestyle for a while, you really have a, a sense of calm with your digestion, with your brain chemistry, and food isn't always on your mind. Like, oh my goodness, what am I going to eat? And where am I going to get next? You know, these troubling thoughts leave you. So the intermittent fasting may be a challenge, maybe if you're first starting out in the beginning, because I'm the same way. I always like to exercise before this lifestyle. I would have to eat something before I exercise or I would just fall apart. And now I can wake up really early in the morning, do some house cleaning and things, and then go on my blog and my YouTube and tidy things up with that and exercise and I still haven't eaten breakfast. I usually eat around noon also, just like you said. This is not something before adopting this lifestyle. I could never have done all of those things and gone that long without eating. And certainly the same way in the evening after six o'clock, I would still be thinking I, I have to eat until I would go to bed. And, and it gives more rested state too, because when you're not digesting while you're trying to fall asleep, it, it's much better for you. Kimberly W, do you, oh, do you exercise? If so, what do you do and how often? Okay, so I do exercise. Um, before this whole COVID thing happened, I used to go to the gym. I used to be a gym rat and working out over there doing boxing, weight training, doing all that. But because of COVID and everything, I don't go to the gym anymore. So what I've started doing is I go on long walks, like probably four or five miles. Um, I do walks and I also signed up for uh, Beach Body, which is on the internet. And it's like $8 a month or $9 a month. And they have, the, they have the videos and you just go through the videos and they're like 30 minute videos. And I do everything at home. I'm waiting for the day that the gym opens back. Well, the gyms are open. It's just me trying to get comfortable going to the gym. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not quite there. So I have weights at home. I've got a stair step. I've got like the, the stair thing at home. So I do my workouts at home right now and I do the walks and I'm ordering, um, Dr. Furman has a, a, a vest. It's a weighted vest yes. that he has. Uh, and I'm, I'm ordering that because I want to start wearing the weighted vest when I go out walking because he says it's good for prevention of osteoporosis and all that for women. So I'm getting that. And that, that's what I'm, for right now, that's, that's what I'm doing. 
And sometimes you'll, you know, when I'm cooking in the kitchen, I'll do push-ups on the counter, I'll do squats. I'll, I try to sneak in movements as much as I can during the day. Uh, but my workouts are typically done first thing in the morning. Well, thanks for sharing that. It's Emily W., what is a good kitchen knife to purchase? Um, I have this one. And when I used to go with Chef AJ to True North, I would be her sous chef. And I always used to take one of the chefs there, his name is Mauricio. I always used to take his knife because I just loved it. And it's not that expensive as, as Dexter. It's called a Dexter Soft Grip. And again, I have it on my Amazon page, but I just love it because for me, it's just a comfortable knife and it's a serrated knife. So I use it for just about everything and I've really enjoyed it. So I'm not, I'm not going to go and buy a really, you know, like a two, three hundred dollar um, knife. Um, I think this is about 30 bucks and it works just fine for what I need it for, for what I do. So that's what I'm using. We always like to hear what gadgets and helpful things people have in the kitchen. So thanks. Oh my for God, I love gadgets. I, I have a whole room full of gadgets for the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with us? Maybe we didn't get to talk about. You know what I want to say is I don't want anyone out there to ever give up. This, this way of eating, this lifestyle is truly doable for every one of us. And it's something that we all deserve and we can have the health and body that we deserve. It's, it's within our grasp. And it's just a matter of, of being laser beam focused on what it is you wanna achieve and know the reason why you're doing it. You don't have to tell anyone what your reasons are. Those are that's for you, but focus on it and, and remember why you're doing it and just keep yourself motivated Watch all these YouTube channels that everyone's got going. Learn as much as you can. Read as much as you can. Keep your environment as clean as possible because what AJ says is really the truth. If it's in your house, it's going to end up in your mouth. So make sure you keep your environment clean. Keep that laser beam focused. And I know you've got this. And there's no reason for any of us to be on any medication. And let's stop supporting the pharmaceutical companies. I love that snippet. That is something that if somebody could just be playing that every day when they start their day, just hearing just what you said there and have that voice in their head, that would be just life-changing, I think. Somebody's asking if they can please, we were wrapping up, but somebody has one more question and asking, please, can we ask this? 1920, 20, 22, Misty Blue, how long does it take to be able to eat potatoes without salt? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've never been a salt fan in my life, and I tend to run low on sodium. Um, that, that's one of my issues. But I think I think I think the best way to get off of salt is to go for a fast. I really do. I think that's the quickest and the fastest way. You can go to True North. You would be medically supervised. I think it would be the fastest way to get off salt. Um, but it, it does take at least what 21, 22 days to build a healthy healthy plan and, and, you know, to start uh, adapting to, to the new way. But I think it's doable. But again, if you're going to give up salt, you got to completely give it up in everything that you're eating. So, and replace it with Swiss chard. Swiss chard has a lot of sodium and it's natural and it's good. And on my blog, BeGreenWithAmy.com, I have a thing about salt and different things that you can add to your food that maybe can help trick your taste buds while you're trying to get off of it. And I, I would add that for me, I did like salt. so. I immediately, of course, cut out processed foods, but 
I tried whenever I was preparing food that I would just try and put less and less and wean yourself off of it. Then your taste buds will neuro adapt sometimes like that. But for some people, they just really have to do it all at once. I, so, I want to show you my yes. before picture. My mom's in the background saying, show your before picture, show your before picture. So that was me in Mexico with obviously a drink in my hand, which you're not going to see a drink in my hand. And you know what the sad part is? As big as I was, when I see this picture, I was holding my stomach in and thinking, oh, look at me. I'm holding my stomach in. It's, it's going to look better. But thank God I found this lifestyle and it, it truly saved not only my life, but my mom's life and my family's life. So I'm grateful for it. Right. I'm grateful for people like you, Amy, that are truly spreading the word and, you know, sharing all this with your audience. Instead of sucking in your belly or hiding behind someone or wearing some kind of a big thing covering you, you can just let everything show and, and get new clothes. It's not just some one person that has this particular ability to do it. it you can all do it. Just be inspired and don't give up on yourself. And I think that's the take home message from Shada. Just yeah. Gazelle intensity, don't give up on yourself and you're going to make it happen. Well, I wanted to let everybody know that we have, we were scheduled to have somebody come on, but then we have it, even another person coming on before that. So it's a little quick thing that we have. Usually we have just Tots voice do our promo, but this was a last minute entry and we're so excited about our next guest. And that's going to be Dr. Ruth Goldner is a board certified medical doctor who healed herself of lupus by adopting a plant-based lifestyle. Dr. Goldner is the author of three best-selling books. She's the founder of goodbylupus.com and creator of the hyper-nourishing protocol for autoimmune reversal. So join us here for a Q&A with Dr. Goldner on Be Green with Amy Live. And that's going to be Friday, April 23rd, 4 p.m. And it'll be 1 p.m. Pacific time. You know anybody that has autoimmune diseases, lupus, this is a must, must attend. You're going to have to join us because you're going to learn a lot and learn that it's not too late. And there's a lot of life-changing advice from her. And I'd like to thank you again, Shada, for sharing your time. I know that you're very busy. You've got a lot of things going on with your YouTube channel and so forth. But yeah came in and visited me and I hope one day I'll be able to visit you in person. And there's somebody behind the scenes that I wanted to thank and that's Rebecca. She's with PKA Styles and she's been our engineer clicking everything and posting things up. I didn't have to push any buttons. I could just have my little chat with Shada and I didn't have to worry about doing any of those housekeeping things. She just took care of business all the way from the beginning to end. And I also wanted to thank Jess Toss from Just Toss a Voice, and she did our introductory promotional for Shada. She also did our countdown, and she's been very helpful with the broadcast. But most of all, I want to thank you, because if you weren't watching or listening, we wouldn't be here. And you're so kind because you're commenting, you're liking, you're sharing, you're subscribing to programs like this. And that's how we're going to get the word out about this lifestyle. We're getting a lot of people saying thank you and so beautiful. Thank you both so much, Jennifer Diamond. Thank you guys so much. And another thing that you could do in the comment if you want is you can join me with Shada because we're going to say my tagline and you can type it in in the comments below. So until I see you guys again, be strong, be well, and be green. Bye-bye, <laughs> everybody. Bye, everyone.